Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, still Lauren Elizabeth, and will probably always unfortunately be Lauren Elizabeth. Why did my voice just get so low? Ugh, don't even get me started about the fact that I have nodes. I've had nodes since I was a young gal, and I didn't realize how, you know, much I could have been a gorgeous, beautiful singer like Ariana Grande until I watched Pitch Perfect. Why am I saying all this? Today, we are going to talk about a little thing I did on Instagram last week, which I called the Truth Challenge. And I just want to recap it and just really drive home the points with a little bit of a focused topic on that today. So yes, it will be a solo episode, but don't worry, I have an awesome guest for the next couple of weeks. Well, two different guests, because I'm not going to have someone on twice in a row. That would just be like, you guys getting stuck with me all over again. Okay, let's start off with jumping into best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week was obviously taking the risk and doing the truth challenge. I'm not going to jump into the actual challenge, but I want to talk to you guys about the fact that a best mood really can be when you're having a ton of anxiety and stress and you don't know what to do and maybe you're not feeling great and you finally just kind of take that small little risk, whether it's something so, so, so small and just like changing up something in your routine or is something having to do with work or love or life or anything like that. There's always room for risk, big and small. And I've been noticing lately, especially for me, after being on the internet for so long, aka having this career for so long, you know, there comes times in your life where you're doing kind of the same thing and you're growing as a person, but maybe what you're doing doesn't always reflect that. And I know I've talked to you guys about that in the past. And so kind of doing something like this was a risk in a few different ways of just a doing something that came from a genuine place and something that I just wanted to do and not really knowing if anyone would care or respond to it and also taking a small risk of just something that scared me in general because you know social media does give me like a little bit of anxiety I'm someone who I think I have this really strong and confident part of my personality but the other part is actually very self-doubting and a little bit insecure and I don't really always value myself even though sometimes I totally can flip the switch and go with my gut and be very strong and confident so it's like these two battling personalities and for me taking the risk was was kind of that thing of putting myself out there and asking people to maybe take part in something. It's almost like when you throw a party and you're like, is anyone even going to come? Why am I throwing a party? And it's that same exact feeling of like, why am I doing this and asking people to do it? Like, why would anyone want to do anything 
I start, right? I'm not cool enough. I'm not popular enough. Whatever, you know, those little voices in your head can say. I literally was the person in high school that never had parties. I had tons of friends. I went to parties all the time, like literally had a great group of friends. But for some reason, I just, it's weird. I hated hosting because I hated the responsibility and the pressure and that I just want to make sure other people are happy and just you guys do it. Like I'll show up, whatever. So the anxiety from the risk definitely came from that kind of like inner little girl in me as well. You know, there's stuff from when we were younger that kind of carries with us and we don't really realize how it manifests. But then there's, you know, also like the great strong adult part in us, right? So the best mood was taking the risk because it wasn't necessarily just that people really, really liked it. It was the fact that I did something that was genuine and that was what led the risk and that I was able to actually execute on something. I'm not a big executor with some stuff. I always say I have tons of ideas and it's really hard for me to execute on things just with, you know, ADD and anxiety and depression, like all of that stuff. So actually just being able to execute something that was quote unquote a risk in my mind, that was such a best mood. Just being able to be proud of myself for posting. My worst mood of the week was not pausing and reacting. So for just one word, I would say reacting. And this is something that I have been working really hard on because I think a lot of times I am very, very reactive. And if I just pause, I probably won't react the same way. And I tend to be sensitive and emotional and I can get really, really worked up, right? And I just, I feed off other people's energy and I react based on their energy instead of just like pausing pausing and making my own decision. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that as well. It's so easy, like if someone's in a bad mood for you to get annoyed at them or have their bad mood make you have a bad mood instead of just taking control of our own feelings and deciding how we're gonna feel and pause and react in a different way. And so I found myself a few times kind of just not pausing and reacting right away and I think I've been working on it so much that there was that little voice in my head that was like don't do it don't do it don't do it but I'm still not at the place where I feel like I can have full control over it and so I did react a few times in ways that I kind of regretted and just being sensitive about something that wasn't worth it and being irritable or letting something make me like annoyed when who the fuck really cares right I think right now our emotions and everything are just like in a totally whack place which is why obviously last week I said you know to honor our feelings but still like I think the difference is with reactions is it affects other people where if we're honoring our own feelings we can we should do it with ourselves and then decide so you're still kind of taking that pause but reacting is you're really immediately reacting and to someone else it affects them as well so When I'm dealing with emotions and things like that, I really like to try to pause so that I know I make the best decision for the people surrounding me. And if I do need to openly and honestly communicate how I'm feeling so that I don't react and so maybe someone knows how I'm feeling just in case I do, that's always really great. And I think a really good tip too for this worst mood is owning it. So throughout this worst mood of just not pausing and reacting, I would catch myself because I'm, you know, like I said, I've been working on this, so I'm very aware of it. And I would catch myself in the moment and say, okay, listen, I'm sorry. I totally own what I just did. It's all on me. Like I reacted, blah, blah, blah. 
let's move forward or I'm just I wanted to say sorry just something like that it's those little just kind of places where you can take ownership because I think it's really easy to be selfish and to be self-involved and sometimes you just have to realize that yes you can honor your feelings you can be in bad moods and all that stuff but you can still own it and take accountability for it and just say you're sorry and just it's literally just own up to it and so I think that's always a good tip of just like if you do react to someone maybe out of emotion and it wasn't necessarily fair you can just own it and just be like I'm sorry I reacted I should have paused I own it I did that let's move on it honestly just cuts down like dramatic times really easily so especially right now if you're maybe living with people or whatever just try to own your shit a little bit more and then you can figure out how to honor whatever mood you're in but overall I'd say I had a pretty good week I'm not gonna like lie and say I had a great week because that would be lying (laughs) but honestly like pretty good considering before we jump into mood boosters I want to talk to you guys about a personal personal mood booster my bestie sister extraordinaire Margot Oshry yes that's right I'm talking about the Snatchler people if you guys don't know you're I don't you need to get your priorities straight the Snatchler is the bachelor podcast you didn't know you needed Margot Oshry and her roommate Nicole do a deep dive weekly into all the latest bachelor drama they have all the inside scoop and guests to keep you caught up Margot and Nicole are two best friends living in New York City having the time of their lives they share their own dating experiences while also watching and criticizing the bachelor and all bachelor related shows duh they are obsessed with bachelor nation and always have the tea the show is everything you need to listen to if you love the bachelor also if you're a young post-grad just trying to get through this phase of life work and everything in between you will definitely relate to and love Margot and nicole you can listen on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts check out the snatchler Let's jump into mood boosters. And I found myself thinking of so many mood boosters. And I think honestly, even though my anxiety and just like all that stuff has been so bad because of quarantine, I think literally I've been finding myself just referring to things as mood boosters and feeling things boost my mood. Like now that I kind of created this little segment, it's made me realize the things that actually do boost my mood. And it's made me kind of gravitate towards doing things that boost my mood because I know it is such a genuine feeling and thing and possibility. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like when you kind of have a label for something, it allows you to kind of dive deeper into it, I guess. Throughout the whole week, I literally was like, oh my God, that was such a mood booster. Or, oh my God, like this is a total mood booster. Like whatever it is. Let me know if you guys can relate to that at all, because I feel like this week it was just so it was just full of mood boosters and I was so conscious of it that it like boosted it even more. My first one was new hobbies. And obviously in quarantine, we've all been doing hobbies. I've been talking to you guys about my hobbies. If you watch the vlog this week, uh, youtube.com slash love Lauren Elizabeth, get on it. Hello. Let's cross this demographic over to the other side and then back and forth because we wanted them both I'm so sorry I'm like honestly like in a mood right now like I don't know I'm feeling like a little boosted (laughs) okay I'm gonna stop trying to make it happen new hobbies most of the hobbies have stuck um not really animal crossing as much and (laughs) I just like couldn't do it I I, I'm sorry like I love the idea I love playing it but it's just it's it's a little bit of a time commitment and I just I, I I don't know 
I really don't know. But the ones that I really like right now that I've started is gardening and bracelet making. Fun fact, if you don't know, now you know friendship bracelets are in for the summer. They're a huge trend. It's not an invention, y'all. That's why it's such a good DIY because you don't need to pay $100 for a bracelet you can make yourself with stuff from Amazon, which is what I've been doing. So I've been having a lot of fun just like making bracelets. It's not like a total, total mood booster just because sometimes it can get a little frustrating if you can't get the thing, if you can't get the string through the hole. Um, Yeah, that gives me like literally a brick on my chest of frustration thinking about it just like makes me like not be able to breathe but I do like the bracelet making because I really just want to do it as gifts I think a big mood booster in general is just like giving and doing stuff for other people and so this is like a fun hobby that you get to make bracelets but then you also get to like make stuff for your friends and your family and it might sound like super lame or like childish but so far I've made really really cute bracelets and even my brother wants one my boyfriend wants one, literally his roommate wants one. Like my mom's like, have you made my bracelet yet? So 10 out of 10 recommend. And you can go to my blog and my YouTube channel for links to all the stuff that I used to make it. But anyway, gardening. Oh, I love it so much. My grandma is the best gardener in the world. She's incredible. And I didn't think I had a green thumb, but so far so good. I've gotten so many more plants. So if you have any backyard space or deck space or just anything like that, you can even do indoor plants. But personally, I like outdoor stuff better because just flowers. I'm obsessed with flowers. I want flowers everywhere in my house. I know I have a neutral aesthetic, but there's just something about flowers and color right now that is just boosting my mood. I want to wear summer floral dresses and just have a fucking garden and just be happy. Is that too much to fucking ask? In the backyard, I've been wearing my SPF 50 SkinCeuticals sunscreen, and oh my god, it is absolutely incredible. It's the best sunscreen I've used thus far. That's not just like Neutrogena from the drugstore, and Neutrogena is really great. I just it makes me feel like a little bit sunscreeny. So like if it gets in my eyes and stuff, like it just irritates. I have really sensitive skin that I've learned over the past quarantine. I'm just like at that point where you know I'm I'm aging. I'm aging rapidly, and you know I've found some good face tanners, so we might as well protect the skin you know what I mean last little like mood boosting section of my life biggest mood booster I left the fucking house and it was just wow I I wish we could all leave the house more I'm sure some of you are in states where you can and I'm so jealous I think why I'm making such a big point out of it is because I'm the biggest homebody ever I love staying home I love being in my house so who would have thought like you'd see the day where I'm just like busting out of here but I did and I went to the grocery store for the first time in three months and I just felt like on top of the world just having control of my life and like being able to do something that felt normal you know it's those little things that you take for granted and it was just amazing I honestly went with the intention of getting beverages so that I did and I got like a ton of mood boosting beverages I got these kin drinks you probably saw them on my Instagram but they're literally it says like no booze all bliss like it's literally meant to boost your mood I'm not making this up it says euphorics for humankind I'm literally drinking it right now it's called the kin spritz the soul of the party It has like all of these different like mood boosting like botanicals and like 
supplements and all that stuff and honestly the first time I drank it the other day I was like oh wow yeah like I feel like a nice little mood boosting buzz so I got those I got poppy which is my my absolute favorite they are so freaking good I just I can't recommend them enough they have apple cider vinegar it's like a probiotic supplement it has like three or four grams of sugar tastes so 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 good I bought a 12 pack on Amazon because I'm a psychopath I got kombucha I got another thing of kin just like matcha celery juice just like all the stuff I normally drink and just like have in the house and I've just completely let myself and my diet and like wellness go over quarantine so I think it was a combination of like getting out of the house and then getting stuff that I've grown to love and like stuff about wellness and all that that I really really enjoy that I've kind of just put on the back burner which is totally okay but I think even when you're accepting that maybe you're not feeling up for it you're allowed to change and like go back to something or grow or move forward etc. Before we jump into this week's topic I want to talk to you guys about Skillshare because you guys know that I've been doing the absolute most and the least over this quarantine. The least I'm in bed. The most I'm learning new skills. And what I've been doing is I've been using Skillshare. If you guys haven't gotten on Skillshare yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Like truly, honestly, deeply, I cannot understand what you're waiting for. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. You can explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. Strong community is super essential in times of hardship. And so you can tap into the support of fellow creatives who provide encouragement, communication, inspiration. So if you're feeling lonely, you can also connect with like-minded people and you can also find classes to really inspire you. I love the productivity classes. They're really just kind of getting my head back in the right headspace. They have lifestyle stuff, freelance, entrepreneurship, creative writing, film, video, like literally everything you could think of. I love learning more about stuff that maybe isn't my strong suit. So stuff like graphic design and illustration and web development, because I like to do things by myself a lot of the time. I I know there's people a lot better than me. So sometimes I like to teach myself the basic skills and get creative. And then it helps me understand that stuff more. So when I work with people, I can actually communicate with them better as well. So if you're an entrepreneur like me, getting on Skillshare is really important because there's all these classes you can take to just really make your yourself more rounded and just dive deeper into things that maybe you're curious about. You can also settle your mind if you're anxious and explore classes that can help you express what you're feeling through creative self-discovery. And if you're uncertain about what's next, a creative challenge or a productivity class can offer a helpful structure for setting small goals and feeling a fulfilling sense of accomplishment. So break up your day and your routine and explore workshops, classes, and more. Use creativity as self-care because you guys know we love self-care. So explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash mood that's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of free classes get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash mood that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com slash mood by the way even though that we're in quarantine did anyone else feel like memorial day weekend still like messed up their week is it just quarantine or was it memorial day weekend because like monday didn't feel like monday and then tuesday i was confused because i thought it was monday and yesterday i felt like sunday like is it the queue or is it memorial day because i honestly don't know anymore all right seriously let's get serious this week i decided to do a little thing called the truth challenge and i'm gonna walk you through it so you know exactly where i was coming from so basically i was actually doing the podcast last week about honoring your feelings and i don't know why i got so exhausted after 
Maybe it's because I have nodes. I don't know. Sometimes it's strenuous on the voice and the vocals, just talking for 50 minutes straight. But I got so exhausted and I decided to just like lay down for a minute. And sometimes I feel like I get really good creative ideas when I'm falling asleep. And obviously a lot of times it's at night. So I don't even really fully remember them in the morning. And sometimes I try to like stop myself from thinking too much because I want to just fall asleep. But luckily I was just, you know, taking a little like breather, laying down and I, it literally just like came to me and it just came to me in a flash of like, what if I post a bunch of stuff that's like the reality of my life right now, just so that I kind of like break down that wall of what people might see as perfect and just show them like the more like imperfect stuff that's just kind of mundane, but also just like reality. So it's not just like pretty perfect things all the time. And then I was thinking I'll do a bunch of slides that say like truth, colon, blah, 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 blah. So I was thinking that and I was like, okay, I could take a picture of this. I could take a picture of this. I was also just kind of not like feeling a hundred percent like my best self because I think sometimes I'm really good at like keeping everything clean working out like doing all the right stuff that genuinely makes me feel really good but sometimes you don't always feel like doing those things even though you know they make you feel good sometimes it's hard to like push yourself to do them a lot of times you should just push yourself because it is going to benefit you but I mean we're in quarantine like it's not as easy to just push ourselves. And so I wanted to kind of just share like some truths. I was like, what if I kind of like challenge other people to like share truths? Like that would actually be really cool if other influencers like actually shared stuff because, you know, even I look at other influencers and I get stressed out because their life seems so perfect and they seem like they're on top of their shit and that I'm not. And it makes me feel bad about myself because not only is it just girls and their peers and, you know, you always find yourself comparing yourself to other people but it's also like we do have the same kind of like job and responsibilities on some level and so if they're doing all this stuff in a day why can't I do all this stuff in a day like I should be able to do just as much as they're doing or they're doing this I should be doing that whatever so then I got like super inspired and I was like this is such a great idea like I'm totally gonna do it and then I started like walking around the house like taking pictures And then I started putting it together and I was like, oh my God, this is such a bad idea. Like, this is so stupid. I'm so stupid. Why would anyone do this? Then obviously the other voice came in and I thought, Lauren, just like fucking post it, whatever. I literally posted just everything at once. I tagged a ton of people and obviously I said, and you guys. And I had that really nervous, like no one's gonna show up to my party feeling. And I just like put my phone away and I thought it's not about how many people do this. It's about the fact that like you got your truth out there. Like hopefully your audience responds to it maybe it'll inspire someone and that is enough because that's truly what the intention should always be and I think that when you take risks and they come from a place of authenticity and a genuine place like those feel good no matter what and so I was kind of proud of myself for thinking of an idea and just putting it out there and then I was just like you know what if anyone wants to do this they can if they don't they don't the other part of me too is thinking okay if no other influencers do this I was like that's just such a bummer because it's not about like oh I want to start a cool challenge it's more like this would actually be a really great opportunity for like a bunch of people to log onto their Instagrams and just like see a shift for even just 24 hours of like I usually go to all these accounts for pretty things and perfect things and inspiring things but oh wait they have these struggles or these imperfections or these mundane things just like I do and I thought what a bummer if someone just couldn't get themselves to break down the fourth wall so I almost kind of got curious with myself and I was like I wonder if some people just like 
don't want to do this because they don't want to share like the imperfect side of whatever, which you know what, to each their own, like they don't have to at all. And it's not to say that I share everything. I, I like to consider myself an open book, but you know, there's always stuff that we're allowed to keep private and we don't have to share everything. It's more so just like, what an opportunity to be able to just like maybe start like a small movement for a day where people just can log on to Instagram and not feel bad about themselves for like one second. So that's why I was really hoping that other people kind of like posted it because I just had hope for like the community and hoping that we could just like break down that wall in a genuine way. So that's obviously where the idea came from. And you know, it's always that conversation of Instagram versus reality and then comparison and feeling alone. The moment people started reposting this and actually doing it it was like it wasn't the feeling of oh my god I created a cool challenge it was like oh my god people are actually doing what I just said maybe they wouldn't do of like actually break down that wall and share these things and be vulnerable that maybe don't usually do that I was then immediately inspired by my own peers and just felt closer to my community and proud to be a part of this you know online community and have these friends that are also willing to kind of take that risk and vulnerability and I think the main thing is like sometimes you can feel so alone and you think that you're the only one feeling a certain way or experiencing something and then you see people maybe that you know that you look up to that you follow or just other people that maybe took part in this quote-unquote challenge and you immediately feel like oh wait I feel like that too oh thank god like I'm not crazy so I think that's the biggest takeaway from it was people connecting in a different way even if it was just for a day because obviously you don't want to talk about this shit every single day because that's not really a mood booster it's not like hey let's talk about all the bad shit all the time because then everyone's gonna feel bad all the time it was more just for a day, why don't we just be vulnerable so we can connect and lift each other up and feel less alone and not shame ourselves in private and try to be something that we're not on Instagram for validation? I always think you shouldn't find validation from the internet. I think that's like a very dangerous thing to do. I think it's really natural to feel validation from the internet, but I think that the validation just should come from just writing the stuff out. Even if you don't want to post it on Instagram, just kind of writing it out even for me, obviously posting it was like the more stressful part, but just kind of like admitting it and putting it out there, it actually allowed me to like let go of a lot of those things. Before I started recording this episode, I thought, oh my God, it's like they say like the truth will set you free. And I was like, that is so cheesy and amazing because it literally does. Just expressing my truths and getting them out there, I honestly got free of most of them, whether it was for a few days in general whatever it was like I genuinely feel like I'm free of a lot of those truths that were maybe based in a place of negativity I posted this other people relate to it I'm not alone it's not the end of the world like maybe I'm making it to be in my head and when I say not the end of the world I mean like the stupid things we tell ourselves of like oh my god I'm getting fat in quarantine like whatever like I like let it go so actually like let's say quote-unquote speaking your truth or typing your truth whether it's sharing it or keeping it to yourself I genuinely feel like I let go of it physically and mentally in a lot of ways having that day of bringing people together in a different way was just so amazing for all of us because we all felt like we were okay and I think a lot of times it's like I don't feel good I don't feel good I don't feel great and seeing other people feeling the same way even though you might not be feeling okay you realize oh wait it it, it is okay 
and I'm going to be okay. It really allows you to let go of those things that you might think in your head and have a new mindset about it, which then translates into physical action. Something so small and so silly as just, I haven't worked out, I haven't prioritized my health. Like the moment I just like put that out there and I let it go, it was almost a freeing feeling in the sense of, okay, I do wanna feel good. Like I admit that, Doing those things make me feel good and I haven't been doing them and I let that go. I put it out there and now I can really reflect like, okay, but do I really want to wallow in this? I think a lot of times we can easily wallow in our truths and we can isolate ourselves. When we really look inward at ourselves and at these truths, you get to make a choice of how badly do you want to keep that truth? How badly do you want to keep it hidden? How how badly do you want to hide it within you and let it grow and grow and get bigger and bigger? And I think personally, the choice that I made was I'm putting this out there and now that it's out there and it's away from me, I don't think I want to keep a lot of them. And listen, there's always going to be new truths. So don't find yourself to be so attached to them. Don't feel like, oh, well, if I let go of these truths, then it do I just have to be perfect? No, like you can let go of them because don't worry, new ones are going to arise. There's always going to be something. So let go of the ones that maybe you're feeling right now and at least try to make a shift because it's not about being perfect. It's about letting things come and go and pass. Okay, so right now I'm letting go of my truth of not really taking care of my body and not really feeling good about my body. Does that mean now I'm perfect and I'm going to have a six pack in like two weeks? I mean, sounds nice but the reality and the truth of the situation is I'm not perfect and I'm probably not going to be able to stick to that stuff but I'm going to let go of that truth now that I said it because I don't want to manifest that I don't want that to control me I'm going to let it go I'm going to do my best and if a new truth comes in if something comes in about my body or my physical appearance or the way that I'm feeling in my body I'll deal with it when it comes, but I can let it go right now and I'll deal with the new truth when it comes. I don't need to obsess over it, overanalyze it, think about it, prepare for it. And when I say prepare for it, I mean prepare for it out of fear. I think a lot of times we confuse fear with being prepared and there's a huge huge difference like I'm prepared as a human to know that I'm going to be able to move through things and grow from them whatever truth comes in I will deal with it but I'm not going to prepare myself out of fear and obsess over it and maybe say oh well it's gonna come so I might as well just like not even start like no because it's the small little things that we always do that add up to that bigger thing I always say that because I believe it's so true nothing great is going to happen overnight and it's the little things something small you can do is let go of that truth and just tell yourself you're going to be okay you're fine you have these truths you're going to work on them you're going to let them go for the moment when the next one comes you'll deal with it as it comes and you may not have thought that or gathered that from when the truth challenge was circulating on social media and I think that it's just a good point to drive home because it's just like I said of of course we're not going to do the truth challenge on social media every day you do want to you know, follow stuff that makes you feel good. And if you're comparing yourself to someone or maybe you don't see a lot of truth or authenticity, you don't need to follow them. And you have to remind yourself that you don't have to do what they're doing because your truth is so much more powerful than conforming to be like what you think you need to be. And I think that was also a really big lesson too of like, oh, well, she looks perfect. I need to be more like her. I need to do my routine more like her. And then you see this maybe same person post their truth and you're like oh wait oh oh she's like that and so then you 
you have that moment of thinking, okay, so why have I been beating myself up about how I feel and my truths when this person has their truth too? It's just, it's so easy to forget that when you're just scrolling and your thoughts go in so fast and they're coming in left and right and whatever. And it's so much easier to go down the negative self-talk rabbit hole. Of course it is. I do it all the time. But now that we know that we all have these truths and we're not all alone and we're not the only ones feeling this way. Even though the truth challenge was for a day, you can at least scroll through social media with that in the back of your head as a reminder. And hopefully it, you know, encourages more people to be vulnerable, you know, let's say on a monthly basis. I mean, obviously I'm not sharing truths, let's say on Instagram every single day, but I like to be open and honest and vulnerable with you guys. I have a whole podcast called Fucking Mood. I mean, come on, let's be real. I think it is a really great thing to keep in your pocket of like listen remember that one time there was the truth challenge like reality check it's literally just a reality check like stop getting in your head and comparing yourself to other people thinking you're alone playing like the victim and making it worse and feeding these truths and literally just let them go and set them free of course honor your feelings of course but don't make matters worse with your own mind I think that's the biggest thing we have to remember is of course we can honor our feelings but at the end of the day what I said last week was you let them go you always let them go because feelings are going to always come in truths are always going to come in but you have have to free yourself from them to make room for the new ones so you can keep going forward in the the backpack of these truths you're not holding on to them you're letting them go or else it's going to get so heavy and you're literally going to exhaust yourself and crash and burn and fall like literally so many people are like oh like I have a headache my stomach hurts I have acne and it's like yes it's because we're stressed it's because we're exhausted it's because of all these things these feelings manifest in our bodies like literally physically when I have anxiety I literally get such an upset stomach it's out of control if I don't let go of those things I would literally be sick 24 7 I mean I have been in the past and let me tell you it's horrible It is so much more powerful and so much more uplifting to just work on things and work through them. And you're never striving for perfection. You're never not going to have problems. But when you learn how to manage them and work through them, it's just such a more well-rounded and beautiful life. I promise you that. So don't let your truths define you. You can share them. You can see other people's. You can connect. But you have to remember that the point of sharing your truths is to let them go, set them free. They don't define you. You don't need to make them something bigger in your head. You don't have to hold on to them forever like they're precious. They're not. They're really, really not. You can let them go. There are so many other things worth holding on to than the negative self-talk truths and just things that are bad. Yes, sometimes it's reality. Sometimes maybe it's not something you can control, but you can look inward and figure out what you can control and figure out how to move forward and let them go. Seriously, thank you guys so much for just like participating in it last week. Like the response was absolutely fucking incredible. It was more than I could have ever imagined. I was hoping for just like some sort of positive response, but I got a huge positive response. I was like fucking blown away for 48 hours. It literally just, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Like it was just the fact that I got, you know, let's say positive validation from people, but for something that was so 
genuine and like coming from a place that I feel is really, really me and just something that I really wanted to do. It is the most powerful and just like gratifying experience in the entire world. Is gratifying a word? I'm really losing all form of the English language throughout quarantine. I hope you guys enjoyed the truth challenge. I thought it was just a nice little thing to do on social media and I hope you truly carry it with you and learn how to work through your truths. And that's what we're always doing on mood. Let's jump into some hashtag my moods. I mean, a lot of you guys are all (laughs) always in similar moods. So another thing to remember, you're not fucking alone. Hashtag my mood is dilemmas. So my boyfriend's ex is his roommate's sister and she just started coming around when all of our friends hang out together since she's friends with all of them too. But I feel awkward at times and he understands and always apologizes, but there's not really much that can be done other than him not hanging out with his friends when she's there which now she is always. So that wouldn't be an option. Any advice on how maybe I can deal with it more positively because I do get jealous at times. This is tough and I think it's because maybe I've been feeling a little like jealous and insecure lately, like just being honest. Like I I don't know why, like I think I go in phases maybe or something. So I totally, totally get it. I'm not gonna like sit here and be like, don't be jealous. Like it's hard. I think it's also like human nature. I mean, here's the thing. You didn't give me a lot of details, which like I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when an email is really long, it's like a little too much detail because I'm illiterate, but it is really hard because like I don't know how long they've dated. I don't know why they broke up. Like I don't know if there's a reason you should be like concerned. Maybe having a conversation with him about like just making sure you're on the same page like I you probably know why they broke up and all that stuff and I think like the biggest advice too is to be like as cool and calm and collected as you can because guys don't respond to like dramatics and emotion and all that stuff like they just really respond to logic unless they're like totally manipulative and psycho and they like want you to cry or something I don't know that's the only thing I could think of but they really do like they just respond to like being logic and being calm and like being relaxed and obviously you can't be that way all the time but that's why the pausing is so important because you can at least make the decision for yourself because sometimes you know men deserve to be screamed and cried at because they fucking suck but at least you can pause and make the decision before just letting your emotions take over and you can try to have a conversation with him I would even like kind of lie I wouldn't be like yeah like I'm kind of feeling jealous because like you don't want to admit that I would, I'm not saying lie to your boyfriend. I'm just saying like, let's not use those words. Let's not say like, hey, I'm getting jealous because your ex-girlfriend's around. He's going to be like, what the fuck? Like, like who wants to date an insecure girl? No one. We're all insecure, of course, but we can't show all of our cards at once. Hello? So I would try to remain cool, calm, and collected, you know, really ponder this and think about, okay, what do I need to feel comfortable? What do I need? Because maybe she isn't going anywhere. And You have to learn how to deal with it. But I think if he's a good partner, he'll help you deal with it in a way out of logic and all of that stuff. And there might come a time where you guys are totally fine. Like I do know a lot of healthy older couples that, you know, are still have the ex and the newbie in the same picture. So it's totally doable. I think as long as your partner is a good guy, as long as you keep it cool, calm, collected and logical and don't speak out of jealousy because it's just probably not going to go down the right road. So try to like keep it under control I would definitely you know confide in someone and lean on someone and have them like talk you off the ledge so that your boyfriend doesn't have to talk you off the ledge and you can just have a normal conversation with him being strong and confident and secure is like the sexiest thing ever so try to find that within yourself and figure out how you can get there so that you guys can all just enjoy hanging out Um, as long as she's not a psycho then you guys I think can work through it and you're gonna have to because it looks like she's not going anywhere 
Hashtag my mood is confused. My ex and I broke up a few months ago, but just hung out for the first time this week. I obviously still care for him, and it's so easy to fall back into our fun, lighthearted relationship. I know I have to proceed with caution before I get hurt again. I'm just looking to you for some advice and maybe any experience you've had about talking to an ex again. I know you're with Cam and honestly relationship goals, but I don't know much about your past and trying to find love. I'd love to hear about your thoughts and experiences. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think it's, you know, obviously it varies on basis. I think a lot of times like, you know, taking some time apart and coming back together can be a totally, totally healthy thing. Sometimes can work out. And I think it just obviously it depends how he hurt you and all that stuff. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're making the right decision for you. And just because someone makes you feel fun and lighthearted and all that stuff, like you had to make sure that your morals are aligned and that you're on the same page. And I always say something I've said to Cameron before is a relationship is agreements. So when you start dating, you agree and you have the same common interests and you're on the same page and you agree. And as you're As you date for a long time, the agreements can change. And as long as you guys still agree, you can live together happily. And so I think a lot of times when couples end up breaking up, it's like the agreements change and they don't see eye to eye and they don't agree on the same things anymore. And I'm talking like morals, foundation, like growing, like new characteristics, life choices, like all that stuff. I'm not saying just like agreeing to go to the movies or something. I'm saying like the agreement. I think when you say like get hurt again, it makes me concerned just maybe that like there's like a moral issue or like a... I don't know, like maybe something bigger like happened or something. So I definitely see why you're saying you would proceed with caution. I'm someone in relationships, like I'm definitely like a fighter. I really don't walk away from things easily at all. I really, really try to make things work and I really try to hash it out and talk it out and like, you know, I think love is something that's really, really important. And I think having a partner is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'm never one to really like turn my back on someone. So I think when I'm giving friends advice, even I really encourage them to try to like get on the same page and try to talk and try to like work things out if it's a healthy decision, obviously. But I think obviously it's a case by case thing. I mean, I don't really have that much experience. I had obviously like an on and off high school boyfriend that like, I mean, I don't even know if that counts. It was also like something I shouldn't have kept going back to, but I did because I don't know, I have daddy issues or something. But, you know, even my ex and I before when we broke up, I kind of went back and I fought for it and I tried to make it work. And it's just I don't think we were aligned. And I think, you know, I was focusing on what was good for me. And when I finally was able to really focus on that and not him, um, I really realized that we were not aligned and I was able to walk away. So focusing on yourself and what you want and how you want to be treated and how can we meet in the middle and can we meet in the middle? Like what does our life look like together? Like what are things that we need to be on the same page about? Like sometimes if you break it down like that, it it might sound like a little like logistical and not necessarily romantic, but it might give you clarity at least. So I don't know. I'm someone that like I'm a big like lover and I love love and I'm always like fight for what you love so you know I think it's nice that you guys are hanging out again but I don't know how he hurt you and I don't know if it's a healthy relationship it sounds like you guys are having fun so I think in order to proceed with caution you should really make sure you guys are like in agreement and on the same page and don't play games with each other I think especially since you guys have already dated you can't play games with each other I think it's I I think games are childish and stupid and a waste of time so 
I think like you just don't play games. Don't beat around the bush. Like you kind of just, you got to tell them to grow some balls and like have an adult conversation. And if you can't do that, like you probably deserve better. Okay guys, that's it for this week's episode. If you want your advice and mood answered on the podcast, all you have to do is email mood with Lauren Elizabeth at gmail.com. Tell me your mood and talk to me about what's going on, what you need advice on. And I like to do two to four, two to three, two to four, um, every episode. Obviously we've gotten back into it the past couple of weeks. Quarantine. Isn't it great having like a really good excuse, um, to blame things on? I'm like, Oh, this quarantine, you know, it's just like really getting to me. Holy shit. But seriously, thank you guys so much for your support this week. Thank you for the support of the podcast. If you want to support the podcast even further, don't forget to leave a nice review five stars. It would really mean a lot to me, but either way, I seriously am so grateful. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you guys next week. Until then, follow at mood with Lauren Elizabeth and at Lauren Elizabeth for even more deeds. Bye.